1: John's life. John's life. <laughs> uh, very good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to and Live. This is the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes, and joining me here in the studio at the Valley, all on his Todd, is uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. Hey there, Nathan.
2: Yeah, not bad, yeah. It's a hard weeks. So I'm not living the dream
1: this week. Oh, oh, oh. oh, is there anything we can help with? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect to take that sort of turn this early on uh, in the show. Uh, right on tonight's show, we will be uh, uh discussing the uh, the news today that caretaker boss Lee Boyer is a caretaker no more has been given the permanent role. Until the end of the season, uh, so we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer discussing his uh, his new job title. Uh, we're also going to look back at Tuesday evening's draw/slash defeat to AFC Wimbledon in the Check Yourself Before You wreck Yourself trophy. Uh, we're going to hear uh, from Christian Billick. He was the Charlton's match winner last Saturday. We're going to hear uh, how he's settling in uh, at the club. Talk about Mark Marshall because Bowyer had some stuff to say about him. Then we're going to, of course, start to look ahead to this Saturday's home game uh, with Gareth Ainsworth's uh, Wickham Wonders. We're going to hear from Nicholas Tunney of the Bucks Free Press. Uh, and then, of course, we'll look ahead to it from a, a more of a, a Cholton uh, point of view as well. But, of course, uh, those of you who have been paying attention uh, today will have noticed that Lee Bowyer uh, finally, after uh, what was it, 163 days on Tuesday, so we're looking at, no on Saturday, so you're looking at nearly 170 days now, uh, he'd been the caretaker manager six months. But finally, he's been given uh, the job full-time by Roland du Châtelet until the end of the season. Uh, just before we di- we discuss it, Nate, let's hear uh, how Lee Boya feels about the fact he's been given that role until the end of the season
3: I'm delighted you know I think it's like it's an honour for myself to, to be full manager as you put it to to the end of the season and, and I'm looking forward now but for me like my everyday job's not changed it's just a title um, so to the lads this morning like this is the situation now and, but nothing's changed regarding us and, and the way we do things so uh, but, you know it's, it, it's a big big honour to be Manager now, finally. You said before that it's been a
2: bit like a fairy tale the way you started here as a young kid and then went away and then came back as a coach and then caretaker manager and now manager. This is almost like the next chapter of that, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's just climbing the ladder, haven't I? I've just climbed the ladder slowly but surely, but now, listen, if I can do as well as, as what I've done as, as a player here, then make us help us win games and because that's my job but obviously I want to go one step more as a player we got to the playoffs and never made it but as a manager I want to now get us to that next stage and the most important thing for me is promotion so whatever way we do it I'll be pushing for top two for sure but if we have to do it the hard way then we have to do it the hard way but my job is to get promotion.
1: So There's Lee Bayer chatting to the uh, the Valley Pass uh, you can hear the full interview on Valley Pass uh, after his role was finally confirmed today um, good news oh, it deli- seems
2: yeah delighted um, I think um, I've said on this show many times the love I have for that man um, <laughs> as well as the quotes I wish he says things like when he looked behind him he says a load of bold pants on the bench. <laughs> but no I think it's it's long overdue I mean you, a caretaker for me is someone who does a job like a Kevin Nugent three games you yeah. know that's what a caretaker is <clears throat> um, but obviously with stuff going behind the scenes it, you know it hasn't happened quicker um, and to be honest you know when he fir- when Bo's first come in obviously I was delighted anyway I um, I didn't. I don't think anyone anticipated the you know the start that we had and the change of fortunes he brought to the brought to the side um, with the late run to the playoffs. Because I think we, well, I definitely thought was dead and buried by the time he took charge. But he seems to have got that little those little margins out of the players and and in, in, to some extent it's carried on to this season. I think we've probably not had the rubber to green in certain in certain games in, in, in the, and in injuries. But yeah, I think it's a good thing now. And I just think it's something that's. There's still a lot to be settled in terms of the club, but I think this is probably one of the one of the important ones.
1: I mean, Just in terms of his day to day stuff,
2: is this really <laughs> going to affect his role that much? No, not at all. I think you just said, I mean, he's still going to be doing the same. Even though he's caretaker, he's been here for how many days did you say? Well,
1: 166, 7 Yeah, right now, so, right?
2: you know, the, the lads all probably call him Bows and Gaffer or whatever. So I, I can't see anything changing. It might, I don't know, maybe it, it settles some players down, but. Do you think it would have made any difference if it had happened
1: before the transfer window closed? To be honest, because it, I mean, it feels like he got all the targets he was tr- he was able to go after anyway. So mm. I don't know if that would have made that much of a difference.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it would have. I, th- I think Steve Gallen said numerous times how much of a pull um, Bose is to players, especially with younger players in, you know, people like Josh Cullen who could, in my opinion, play at a higher level. Um, so he's obviously you know he's got that pull and that attraction anyway. Uh, but yeah, he's. But like I said it's, it's, it's great news. Um, it doesn't change much for me, but maybe it's just a little bit more security for Bose. And if that makes him happy, then obviously I'm happy.
1: Um, obviously, as as we mentioned, it's only until the end of the season. Mm. Um, so I mean, it's it's not that much stability either way you look at it. I guess. Um, I mean, why well, is it is it quite obvious why it's only till the end of the season? Just because Roland doesn't want to be putting anyone on too long a contract in this situation.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's probably what the case is. Um he's obviously put other people on longer contracts and certain players on longer contracts and wish they probably didn't uh but who knows you know the 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 saga of the takeover you know goes on and on and if it did happen tomorrow would they want him at the helm i think they should keep him if they did ever take charge but it's one of those cuz you would have to pay someone on off like you say but it, it doesn't whether it's the end of the season i don't think in terms of manager contracts anymore I don't think they're worth the uh, paper they're written on because anyone can leave and jump ship it's the same as players
1: yeah um do you think that the I mean this is this gives us any indication of how the takeover is progressing at all
2: um you'd like to say you'd like to put a positive spin on it and say oh maybe roland's only given him a shorter contract because he knows the takeover is in the offing but we know we've all been down that road and you know it's nearly happening it's not happening it's off it's on whatever but yeah you know, i just think he's just done something just to keep just to put a little bit of stability in it's a it's a nonsense, nonsensical decision for me it should have been done ages ago but um he's only just done it but uh, yeah <clears throat> i don't i don't think he's going to gain much out of it just a little bit of stability for maybe the players
1: and i guess now that he has been given the job full time it is a good sort of a uh, a good time to sort of take take Check of what actually he has achieved so far in his time. You know, he came in chuckling with five points off the playoff places with 10, 10 games left to go last season got us into those playoff places. with I think, was it seven wins out of the last ten or six or seven? Um, obviously, this season, you know, in very difficult circumstances, I'm not going to pretend at the moment that the results are, you know, where we need to be because we've only won two out of six so far. But uh, certainly in terms of what, he, with what he's been able to bring in, he certainly seems to have brought in the sort of players we should be after. Um, so overall, I mean, you can't say... That he's uh, underachieved in any way, really, can you?
2: No, not at all. I think, he, like you say, won seven of those games and they weren't <clears> like, <throat> there were seven of the teams at the bottom of the end of the table. They were in and around us, you know, teams like Blackburn and, you know, when his first game against Plymouth, you know, Plymouth are flying and, and obviously he's carried that forward to this year. Like you say, the injuries and he's brought the players in now and they're all coming back, but maybe apart from, you know, Sunderland, we went there with a bare bones squad and Nearly got something out of the game, Peterborough. They were flying. They didn't really play us off the park, I don't think. So I think he's carried it in. I just think we've we've just not got that rubber of the green at the moment. And I think Saturday's game will obviously be a great impetus. For, well, we'll find out on Saturday <coughs> night, wouldn't we? But yeah, I think he's he's done. G- He's not underachieved, he's not overachieved. I just mm. think he's done a very good job in a short space of time. And he's, you know, as an inexperienced manager, he was fishing, what, 18 months ago <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? So you can't really knock him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, for a, for a rookie manager, you know, he comes in, you know, especially considering we, we we were, you know, at the time over the last couple of years with, with Carl and we were used to a manager who was very... You know, specific or rigid, perhaps, with his tactics and his, uh, you know, his four-two-three-one. Now, Bowie is obviously nothing like that. He, he switched it around to four-four-two the second he came in last season. Often played a four-four-two diamond, which he's utilised again quite often this season. Uh, gone to three-five-two at times as well. You could argue the four-four-two diamond and the three-five-two are quite interchangeable during a game because of the way the, way the players end up. Mm. But you know, he's certainly he's certainly not proven to have just one tactic to play, is he?
2: No, exactly. You said it there about the three-five-two and the four-four-two. So you see it a lot. Christian will probably sit deeper and it allows Solz and Page to go on. But it's nice having that flexibility. And the good (coughs) thing about Bose is he's played at the highest level. I mean, this chap's been playing in, you know, he's played in Champions Leagues, you know, when leads were absolutely flying. Um, And he knows what he wants. He knows how how his team wants to play. And he knows... And th- all the players know they they've got to give him hundred percent, otherwise they know they're gonna be out of the team and I think it just rubs off on everyone and mm. I think it's I think it's great.
1: I was gonna say, because obviously you've got your tactics, the other the other part of management you often look at is sort of man management and again, you know, he seems to try and get the best out of players. I mean there's all that chat about with Jake Forster when he first came in as a coach about how all of a sudden he started scoring, you know, Carlin's started looking good so far this season. Um, you know, Do you, do you think man management-wise, he certainly seems to have been playing for him, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, exactly. And like you say, again, he, he's been in clubs where you've probably got a lot of egos, uh, where he was before, and he probably had a lot of experience at Newcastle as well, where he sort of learnt in terms of player management. I mean, I can envisage Bo's being quite a strict sort of coach, but also he'll get involved as well. He won't be too distant. And... Um, it just seems like there's a good, you know, the the players and Lee get on really well, and Jacko, um, and there's a good little setup down at the moment, and yeah, it's proven to be well quite successful so far.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention Jacko as well because, of course, you know, every, every manager needs their their assistant, and you know, it's two very inexperienced people there in 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 Boya and Jacko, but again, you know, you you have to learn on the job somewhere, and no better place for two, you know, Charlton legends to do it than here at the Valley.
2: Yeah, exactly, and I think. The fans know that they they might get something wrong. They might make mistakes, just like with all you know, all the kids that are coming through. They're going to make mistakes, but as long as people are putting hundred percent in, which obviously Bose and Jacko do on the training ground, um, we're looking a lot more threatening at set of pieces, which I know Jacko does a lot with. You know, and, it, and it's it's good at the moment. It just there's a little there's a real good feel factor at the moment. We just need it to show on the pitch, and then um, and then obviously we'll be climbing that leg.
1: Right, excellence. So that's the news that Lee Bayer has had his uh, his job made permanent for the rest of the season. Here, uh, it's ironic, really, that he's finally been made permanent. This only for for nine months, effectively, but he has now got a permanent uh, contract here at the Valley. He is no longer the caretaker manager. Right, Tuesday evening here uh, in Se Seven, it was the Checker Trade Trophy, the glorious return of the Checker Trade Trophy. Charlton uh, played AFC Wimbledon here at the Valley, and this is how it went down.
4: in outswinging towards the centre of the box and it's hit by Terrell Thomas and then it's on oh, there's a goal well Terrell Thomas took the initial shot it bounced back out into the area and I can't see who got it's the second Hartigan, shot it's Hartigan, Hartigan who took the second shot it took a wicked deflection wrong footed Jed Steer and Wimbledon have taken the lead here It'll be Morgan again this time from the far side right footed curling in towards the yeah, back and it's a lovely cute finish from Nabi Saar up against Terrell Thomas, the ball was dropping towards feet. I don't know why Terrell Thomas didn't clear it, but Saar La- uh, Sarger strode in and left footed on the edge of the six yard box, first time on the volley, just knocked it in past Joe McDonnell, and a couple of minutes before half time and charting the level. Uh, Abby saw in where it matters, our uh, our substitute striker. Uh, we've, seen
0: him, uh, we've seen him bad goals and some spectacular ones and like that. This one was a, a little bit more straightforward. It's a decent free kick, which uh, was it Alvin Morgan took it, I think? It was, yeah. Uh, s- went to the far side everybody's thinking it's, uh, it's there for Nabisar to head it into the uh, the danger area or, or goalwards and as you say Terrell Thomas just sort of watched it <laughs> over his head and Nabisar went oh I'll have that and just swept it into the bottom left hand corner
4: goals out for a Wimbledon throw over on that far side which going to be taken by Garrett inside to Hartigan who goes forward to Hansen It's back to the Charlton goal so he goes back to Hartigan he's got a bit of space in front of him then he goes out to Tom Soares, who's on the edge of the area, shapes to shoot and curls it in with his right foot and it's a wonderful goal. Wonderful finish from Tom Saws. Wimbledon regained the lead. He was at least 25 yards out. Curled it right footed from distance. Past Jed Steer. Nothing really the keeper could do. A good finish and Wimbledon a backfield
0: on a bit of a run. And taken out from behind but uh, the referees allowing play to go nice. on. Nice shot. Mascot finds a Jose. Jose attacking the corner of the penalty here on the left hand side. Cuts back inside, finds Maskell Have again, go. thinks about a shot, chips it in, Whoa, what Oh, a what a finish! That's a lovely finish
4: Brilliant from finish. Jamie
0: Maskell, he has been out injured, he, he launched on the scene last season, and people were uh, giving him rave reviews, been injured at the beginning of this season, he's got his chance in this trophy, and what a lovely finish that is yeah, from I'm... Jamie Maskell, which looped over the... Despairing head of Joe McDonald to bring Charlton back level. I liked what I saw from him in a couple of
4: games I saw him play last season as you say struggled a little bit after that with injury and a few other things saw him a couple of times in preseason and know as a defender how he likes to get himself about he's not afraid to put in a, a crunching tackle but there he was right up the other end and as you say Jose attacked tack, uh, the corner of the penalty area brilliantly fed it back to Mas- uh, Maskell who's just on the edge of the D took one touch away from his body and then dinked it over the top of uh, McDonnell, who wasn't way out of his goal really, but just far enough that it went over the top of him and into the net. And I think Charton are deservedly level here. No
0: question about it. It's the first uh, option to take the kicks. Niki Jose steps forward, strikes it to his left and it's saved by McDonnell. Steps forward now to strike it down the same side as Nikia Jose, but Steer went the opposite way and Wimbledon have the lead starts his run from the edge of the box strides forward sunders we'll it into line, the top
4: right hand corner what a penalty that is fantastic striking no messing around a slightly shorter run up from uh,
0: Morgans takes it right footed and uh, Jed Steer almost told him which way to kick that because <laughs> he started moving across even before uh, <laughs> he started his run up I think Yeah. it's 2-1 two, to strides forward to take this penalty with his right foot oh and oh. it's uh, straight at the keeper yeah. And it's another one Charlton have missed is this Pinnock Pinnock up to take the next one for Wimbledon and really Steer has to save this or at least uh, hopefully misses and uh, he doesn't
4: again Steer's gone Three very one. early yeah,
0: hasn't he 3-1-2 Wimbledon and to uh, hit this left foot in of course Hackett Fairchild strides forward strikes it sends the yep. keeper the wrong way decent penalty that from Hackett Fairchild yep and uh, at least uh, we're having to make Wimbledon strike it foot mm-hmm. up. Takes it forward. Oh, and oh, it's a, a penalty decent penalty. That. It's a good attempt actually from uh, uh, Ted Steer to get to it. A great to his right hand side. Couldn't get there. And that's the penalty that wins it for Wimbledon. In the whole scheme of things, an extra point in the Checker Trade Trophy. I'm not sure we'll go down the annals of... <laughs> Stuff of <are> dreams. <laughs>
1: know if you if you think that Nate, but it just sounded a little bit like the terry and tom weren't that bothered at the end of that. Oh, yeah it's
2: disgusting yeah i mean uh, <laughs> not
1: proper charlton that's that's all i can say uh, there we go the the well that's what went down Obviously, we a two-all draw uh, after 90 minutes with afc winwood and charlton then went on to lose the penalty shootout uh, where the destination of an extra <coughs> bonus point is decided so we get one game at one point from the game uh Wimbledon, get two <laughs> points from the game uh There you go. Uh, Still two games left to go in the group stage. So we didn't lose, but we did lose. We Mm -hmm. drew, and then we lost. Um, Overall, I mean, in terms of the actual competition, I think actually this year, just because we've had players coming back from injury, that's actually probably come quite a good time for us, that game.
2: Yeah, I think in terms of, yeah, trying to get injuries back, I think that's probably what they should name the competition of some sort. (laughs) Um, Sick Note trophy or something. (laughs) But... um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, dis- yeah, I weren't really that bothered if I'm totally honest. Just disappointing we've got another two games of it, but like you say, yeah, I think it is going to come good for people like Igor and stuff, because you can't really have friendlies mid- mid-season, mid can you? Mm. And, I was going to say, that's that is basically yeah. what it is as well. Yeah, and it's, you know, and, uh, under 23 football, you could play that, but it's not the same. It's not the same as men's football, and so yeah, you've got you've, silver clad and all that, but. I must admit I didn't really check the score um too much. Obviously I was on Twitter following it but yeah, I weren't I weren't distraught mm. as much as Tell and Tom sounded yeah. <laughs> when we lost the game. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, ma- massive uh a positive point was Jamie Maskell got his first goal for the club. It's a really good strike, actually, from outside the area on his left foot. Uh, sort of looped it up. It was a bit of a weird one in terms of the goalkeeper. He seemed to think it was going over. I wonder, or if it just went over his head. But uh, in off the underside of the crossbar. I know he's a player who suffered with injuries, isn't he? I think we got him from Dulwich, didn't we? Uh, had, had a few appearances in that competition last season, but uh, finally making his comeback and gets his first goal. So just like George Lapsey last season, it's going to be another player who, you know, despite the way that we probably feel about the competition, not really mattering that much. Mm. it's going to be another player who's going to have fond memories of it
2: yeah I mean in terms of obviously personally for Jamie um, obviously scoring a goal good goal at that um, in front of you know at home in front of his family it can only be a good thing he's got something to uh, sort of <clears throat> hang on to now and make you know hopefully that, that drives him more and makes him more hungrier to, to try and push Lewis, pa- Lewis Page because I think if Pagey does get injured I think with the right guidance um, especially Jacko, obviously played there before at left back I think he could be a decent enough backup um, for PG. Uh So, yeah, hopefully he pushes on that. Because, yeah, I think Tom said in, in comms that, you know, he's looked promising, but he just seemed to have a setback mm. earlier in the year, which is a point. Yeah,
1: and Naby Sargot, Cholton's opening goal. Uh, the uh, the goal of the game probably went to Tom Sawers as well. We had mm. the brilliant moment with the on-the-pitch... <laughs> the, the on the uh, uh, marriage proposal as well, which is quite entertaining. Uh, anyone who didn't see the videos going around, a Charlton fan has a, a, a Wimbledon fan as a girlfriend, which is why he decided to choose that game. Uh, although people were also suggesting he chose that game, so if she had said no, no one would have seen it anyway because there's only about 1,000 <laughs> people there. Um, uh, you talked about game time. He got Ben Reeves' comeback. He mm. got 60 minutes or so. Now, that's an important potential player for us, if he can hit the heights that he's supposedly capable of.
2: Yeah, I think I he think got... Um for me i mean i think ben got some he got some criticism last year to, i think was warranted but i think when Boya came in he seemed to have a new lease of life and when he played cuz he was playing quite narrow in that diamond formation i thought he was one of our best players through through a spell of um 3 or 4 games he was working hard he was tracking back he was getting on the ball um he wasn't as isolated um just sitting in that number 10 role and yeah, I mean, I think we all can see that Ben is a good player, but he's he's one obviously just like Marshall. We'd we'll probably go later, but he just hasn't done it enough on a consistent basis, which is unfortunate because we know he's a good player for when we when we played MK Don. So, but like you say, minutes under the belt, it's not going to do him any harm. Um, and yeah, I mean, because everyone's going to have to play a point, uh, play a part in this season because of the size of the squad. So. Fingers crossed, no one else gets injured now or any any long term ones because we can't afford it anymore.
1: Now, obviously, this is the first time we got to see Jed steer uh, in a Charlton shirt, and Lee Bowyer admitted that's the first time he's actually watched him play <laughs> as well uh, in, in the post game. Um, you know, we I mean, we talked about. I mean, uh, Dylan made a bit of a mistake if we're being honest for the, for the the goal at South End. Um, you know, other than that, for me, he's been pretty good, and I'd be disappointed to see him drop. But do you just wonder if Bowyer might be ever so slightly tempted after an, after an error like that?
2: Um, possibly, I think. Surely, you'd give him another go because, yeah, you know, everyone makes mistakes. It's not like you're going to drop someone if someone makes a, you know, a sloppy back pass or something. You know, like I mean, I remember Pierce last year gave a dodgy back header away against Bristol away. You don't drop him the next game. Mm. Um, you can't just drop people for making a mistake. It happens. Uh, we, you know, we all got a load of young kids coming in now, so it's time they get. You know, they got to learn from their mistakes. But I can't hopefully he starts but who knows but I'd hope I hope he keeps with deals mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if Jed comes in
1: yeah but just, so Jed did get his game obviously you weren't here but mm. I mean from from what I can remember of the game and if I'm being totally honest I spent the majority of the first half uh, booking my travel and hotel for the scum <laughs> football away game so I won't really paying that much attention but he, he certainly made uh, one particularly good save in the second half uh yeah, second half where it was sort of swept towards goal from outside the air and he dove across to his right to touch it around the post. Uh obviously then we had the penalty shootout where he didn't really get too near to it to any of them if we're being honest other than other than the final one. Um uh, but you know, good good to see him in the show. I mean the fact that we have this penalty shootout, I mean obviously it's a bit of a weird one. Uh I mean, are you a fan of, of that to ha- add an extra point? Does it give something a bit more to it?
2: Not really. I don't really care about the competition. I don't have <laughs> in... Do penalty shootouts or eating contests at the end? They don't really care. But um, oh, I've got to have have be madness at the end,
1: <laughs> isn't it? Who, who, who would we put forward for the eating contest?
2: Andy Marshall or, my, or myself. <laughs> but yeah, he's only got one tooth. He's got one less tooth. Yeah, now, yeah. He? He
1: got, yeah look, Andy Marshall, the goalkeeper coach, somehow <laughs> lost a tooth during the warm up. Um, I mean, if you had to pick a player, Peter Gardner's not playing anymore. Shame, really, because he yeah. uh, he would have been good. At that, that
2: is current lot, though, it's hard mm. is not it really? Grant yeah.
1: Basie <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah, he's not. He's not the. Uh, not 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 a player anymore, unfortunately, he'd be very good at that though. Um uh, the two players that did miss the penalties, by the way, George Lapsley and uh, Nikia joze were the ones that missed. Not that it really matters. Uh Taylor Maloney took a particularly impressive penalty, he was our second one that went into the uh in into the top corner. Now, um obviously as we know Tariq Fosu is suspended uh is gonna be suspended on uh on Saturday. Uh, he got sent off against uh, Southend as part of the brawl that ended up with three red cards being shown, two to them, one to us. Uh, it means get a free a free match ban. Now, the weird thing about this rule is if you are currently serving a ban and, and and say it was a league match and you wouldn't be allowed to play it, then you're not allowed to play in the Checker Trade Trophy. But the rule says that not playing in the Checker Trade Trophy does not count towards your ban. So he, he still has uh, free. Uh, games left to go on his ban uh, does, uh, does Tariq Fosu. Now, um, <laughs> uh, Bay was asked uh, for his views on this rule.
3: In an ideal world, I would rather it counted as a game. Yeah, But if it don't count as a game, then surely you, like, he can play. Or if he, if he can't play, it's got to be a game. If he can play, then it don't count as a game. It's got to be one or the other, surely. It can't work two different ways and apparently, if you get sent off tonight, then you can play in the league game on Saturday. So how does that work? Like, all of it just doesn't make any sense. No. It's like they have not thought of this scenario of someone getting sent off on a Saturday and then playing on a Tuesday. I don't know. But it's not just our club. It's, there's four or five clubs that are in the same situation. But it doesn't make sense to me. It has to be worked one way or the other. So now he's got a four game suspension instead of a three. Yeah. It's crazy, I don't get it. it's But someone's not thought of something somewhere because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question.
2: <laughs> Are you a fan of the trophy or not? The NFL trophy, I'll ask you that after I've asked that question. But...
3: Yeah. Well, I've just got valuable minutes for some of the players. So um if you'd have asked me three weeks ago, then. We were down to bare bones. I don't, I wouldn't even know who we would have played tonight. Like, we probably didn't even have enough players to go to Saturday, Tuesday, you know? Mm. Um, we were down to bare bones, but at the moment, we're not, we're, that's not the case anymore. And we've got players coming back, literally just coming back, and they're getting valuable minutes. So, today, yeah, I'm a fan of the competition.
1: So there you go, but uh, just it was just warming up, wasn't he, With a little rant there, was, yeah. was, we were just hoping. So they they make these stupid rules because they ain't played the game. Didn't quite go that far, unfortunately. But I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a ridiculous ruling, isn't it?
2: it? Just sums the competition up. So it does. It's just silly. It's like like he said two Tariq's at a four game ban. Hmm. It's like the word the worst thing is how you get sent off. You could get you could get done for violent conduct in a game and then still play on Saturday. <laughs> it's insane, but. I don't know, I don't yeah. know if they think but that's, it's some prestigious tournament yeah, or something yeah, well
1: that's the so in the rules they state that the disciplinary process will be kept separate between the EFL Trophy, Czech Republic Trophy and, and the league, but if you're suspended already from the league then you can't play. I mean, if you're going to keep them separate, then keep mm. them separate, it surely, surely doesn't... Uh, so what re-
2: happens like if they get sent off... And they they say they complain Sally, Can, play on can they play in the is that is it just they're banned from Checker Trade games? I
1: believe that would be the case. So what yeah. if you
2: get knocked out after the first games? It carry on to the next year, or <laughs> just just carries on Seems getting sorry. rolled yeah. over for five years?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you get done for like some really bad violent <laughs> conduct and you get like a ten game ban from the Checker Trade. That's your whole career. That's, you, will, you will never play again in the Checker Trade Trophy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, but you did say though there, but you know, it, it has actually come at the right time for us this competition. Um, in terms of you know, like we say, players coming back. Minutes in, in into the legs of players who needed it, uh, and, and I say youngsters getting their chances as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you said earlier it was it was a good opportunity for give, obviously Igor and Ben, um, you know, Maskell to an ex- extent there, and getting Jed Jed some minutes under his belt because Dill's been playing. So yeah, I mean, you know, as it's it has its um, its couple of pros, so, so to speak, but no one's really enthusiastic about it. Mm. Um, well, to
1: find out exactly how enthusiastic about it everyone is, I, you know, it's free word review time. We always do that on the, the big match preview. Uh, I was I was deciding which one would be funnier to do it for Lee Boyer, you know, getting his job, but that wouldn't be funny. I just want to be happy. So I did a free word review in three words. How do you feel about Tuesday's draw and then defeat on penalties to AFC Wimbledon in the Checker Trade Trophy? Here we go. Right. Uh, BH1990 says, Does anybody care? London Inuit Geezer says, Couldn't give toss. <laughs> um, Freddie Wells says, Don't really care. Uh, KB Little Sis says didn't even realise the game was on. Then Emma Green pointed out that that was seven words. Uh, <laughs> if she had read the tweet properly, Ev said I didn't go. Uh Non-user account said couldn't care less. Ben Hunt says who actually cares? Callum says really not bothered. And Martin says apathetic beyond belief. So it's clearly a competition that hasn't quite caught the uh, the imagination uh, of the supporters, sadly. Uh, but like I say, Charlton, they got something out of it in terms of uh, in terms of minutes. Right, let's have a quick break here on uh, the big match preview. We're still going to hear from Christian Billick. We're going to talk about Mark Marshall. We've got a good email that came into the inbox. and of course, we're going to look ahead to Saturday's home tie here at the Valley with Wiccan Wanderers.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
2: That left hand side at the moment, little step over onto his left foot. Marshall ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time, oh, lovely finish! Oh, oh, what a goal! Joe Rebo gives Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left hand side, chips it in. And Rebo, with a calm left footed volley, have found the bottom right
5: corner. and Charlton have the lead.
1: Welcome back, this is Charlton Live, it's the Big Match Preview coming to you live on Maritime Radio or via your podcast app, Acast, iTunes, anywhere you want to listen to our show you can do. Uh, you can also stream at CharltonLive.co.uk. Right, um, on Saturday, uh, Christian Bleak, uh Arsenal loanee, he was the one who plundered uh, the last minute winner against Southend before it all kicked off in a massive bundle. Uh, but it's easy to forget that we actually won the game because it was so exciting with the fight. Uh, but there was a winner, a, a, a headed winner. Uh, before the uh, before the big fight and that was uh, by Arsenal only Christian Billick now for Christian it's been a difficult uh, couple of years for him he was uh, on loan at Walsall in the second half of last season but was unable to play a single game he had some hamstring and some knee injury so was unable to actually play a single game of football uh, last season but now he's here at the Valley and he's delighted uh, to be getting his chance to play first team football again
6: yeah, I mean, you know, the, the most important for me is uh, playing games now and getting minutes under my belt, you know, and last season was very, it was very tough for me, you no know, injuries, no games and, you know, and it's a great challenge for me and great experience to come here and play every game for Charlton, you know, and winning games, I hope. Because you come from an under-23 uh,
0: level at, uh, at Arsenal and you come into the full first team here, yeah. bigger difference between the two?
6: Well, I was I uh, was in Birmingham uh, two seasons ago, and you know, and before I came to Arsenal, I was in Legia Warsaw in first team. So, you know, um, when I came to Arsenal, I started me a first team football. You know, then when I went to Birmingham, played some games, you know, and I felt that it's my it's my level. I can play this level. And then obviously, you know, um, injuries injuries in last season, and um, came back to Arsenal in pre season, started the game for 23s again. And you know, every day I was missing f- first in football, and I think that's the most important for me to play uh, men football. You know, I uh, I miss this, and now you can see, uh, you know, I came back and and doing well. We've got a good history of uh, bringing uh, players in from Arsenal, and uh, and uh, yeah. they've always performed superbly well for us. Did yeah. you have history of that before you before you came? Uh, I heard just about Francis Coquelin uh, when he was there, then. Um, Arsenal got him back in January, and he he didn 't think he going to play there and he went back and he started to play first in uh, in arsenal so no i 'm looking forward i 'm not saying i'm after half season after this season i 'm coming back and i'm gonna straight play in, in first in arsenal. it's it, we see it's you know i'm i'm looking forward and i'm i'm looking forward in positive you know and I hope you know, i'm gonna do my best here and we see what um what time show well, of course if you if you play like you did today in, in the first few games we might not let you go of course so, <laughs> so you might
0: not have a choice we might we might hold you prisoner here no. <laughs> uh, i don't you? think you can you
6: can stop me but yeah. you know we see i'm 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 very happy for it now here and you know i'm i'm doing my best and i you know I want to get more points with the with Charlton now, and you know we're looking forward
0: from a team point of view in in, in the dressing room there we've got players coming back from from injury oh, yeah. which uh, uh, which must lift the dressing room uh, it must be it must be quite high at the moment
6: well um you know I heard about uh, you know a situation here before I came that there's so many injuries and you know there's good good players they injured as well and um you know. It's a big challenge for me, they coming back after injuries, you know, I have to be ready to to find in training for my place, you know, and I I will do my best, you know, I know, I know and I'm not like a special one because I'm from Arsenal. I'm going to do, you know, my best in every single training and then, uh, you know, doing my best in the game. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, football. You, You can't, you can't, you know, like feel comfortable in the training that, oh, okay, I don't have to train today, I will play. I'm doing my best every day.
1: There we go, Christian. they there speaking to Terry uh, after the game on Saturday. Terry threatening, of course, to kidnap him and uh, so he can't leave, <laughs> can't leave the valley to go back to Arsenal. Uh, great to hear that he's, um, you know, f- f- for a player like him. I mean, this is the perfect use of the loan market for a- for bigger teams to send someone like him who needs needs games, needs to get his fitness under his belt. But I mean, we've taken advantage there because Boya seems to have found a real play. He looks really uh, comfortable and on the ball. From what I've seen so far.
2: Yeah, he looks. <coughs> I think Bose has elaborated before, saying that he's similar to Ez in terms that he can play centre half at centre mid. But I think Christian's a little bit more physically stronger than Ez. He looks more comfortable um, on the ball, to me. Yeah, yeah, and he even though Ez travelled, Ez used to travel with the ball, but sometimes he didn't really know what to do with it. And that's in an disrespect; he's doing great for Brentford. But I think Chris, Christian is, yeah, like you say, it's a great bit of business. But I mean, like you say, he's been floating around with Birmingham and. And uh, he obviously went to water, but didn't play. Um, but a couple of my Arsenal mates said that he always... You know, a good pedigree, but he just needed to play, and and that's what he's getting here. And obviously, w- if we can reap the rewards out of that, then that's going to be great for us.
1: Obviously, the fact that he is really versatile and that he can play in the defensive midfield, or he can play in 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 the you know in the back four or a back free. I mean, mm. that, that's really useful for us because that's someone you can you know with Bayu's tendency to switch between the two systems, someone you can utilize in either position really.
2: Yeah, exactly that, and you can utilize it from. <clears throat> you don't even have to switch formations. He can just drop it. You know, so if Solly and 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 Lewis have caught, for, you know, we've just done a counter attack and they're up the field, then he knows straight away that he's got slotting slot in and make it a free. So I think it, he suits our way of playing for sure. And um, like you say, I think he's very good on the ball. Um, and yeah, and to be fair, he's only played, a, you know, he's played a few, only a few games for us. So. I think there's still more to come from him, I and mean, he's obviously good at set pieces, obviously, because he's a big old unit.
1: Yeah, sounds really down to earth as mm. well. We heard he said, he said he knows he's not a special one because he comes from Arsenal, and that's exactly the sort of work, you know, it's, it's sort of like the mentality you'd want from someone coming. Because I think, you know, if you look at some of the players we've had from Arsenal over the years, you know, Emmanuel Fringpon, you know, I mentioned him on Sunday as well. I really hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, some sort of them come here all Billy Big Potatoes, you know, and Christian hasn't really done that.
2: No, he hasn't, because he knows. <coughs> as as much as he's probably enjoying himself now how quickly it can it can stop throughout his time at Walsall so he obviously he, he's obviously ambitious and he just he wants to play for Arsenal I think that's obvious but mm. he's also you know he's going to play for it. I think an important thing for me is that he said just like you said just because he's from Arsenal he's not going to get a first team place and I think it's good that he knows that as well because mm. it shows what you know how down to earth he is, and both said to him that hey, everyone's got to fight for his place, no matter who you are.
1: Yeah, but he does have obviously some first team pedigree. Saying he played uh, at Leisure Warsaw, uh, he played first team for them. He played, eight, I think he played eight games for, for Birmingham in the Championship a couple of years ago. He's only eighteen then, when you think about it. So for, for someone so young, he actually has a little bit of first team pedigree, which I think helped considering. You know, we still do worry that we do perhaps at times have quite an inexperienced squad.
2: Yeah, I think we do have an inexperienced squad. um but I think with Christian as well when he's been training at Arsenal you're training with better players as well that's obviously no disrespect to us but and I think that I think he I think a lot of like you say even though he's young he's he's experienced slightly in terms of games but even the players he sort of used to used to be training with but mm. Um, I think it's a great it's a great use of loan market like you said
1: right um, we were talking about there about having the right mentality now a player that got dropped on Saturday uh, of course was Mark Marshall he hasn't been anywhere near the the levels we've been hoping of him perhaps uh, this season Uh, but he he was so he was dropped completely from the squad wasn't involved at all in the the squad up at at Southend but he did come back in to start against uh, AFC Wimbledon in the checker trade uh, during the week and Lee Boja was pleased with
3: what he saw for me that's what I want to see and and sometimes I see it and sometimes I don't but it, especially like it wasn't in the squad on, on the weekend and it would have hurt him and he couldn't do no more than what he's just done tonight and give that, that performance Um, that's what I want from him you know like it's, it's not personal from him or anybody if you're not performing you don't you're not involved because you've got the young lads Jules, Albie, Taylor knocking on the door and if they're doing better than you they will be involved I don't care how old you are, how experienced you are, if you're not performing, and that's not just Marsh, that's everybody, that goes across the board, and they all know it, all the players know it, so, but I'm, I'm over the moon for Marsh, and, and Naby Saar as well, he was excellent tonight, and he got dropped for no reason at all, really, he had done nothing wrong, but when you go to South End and you, it's a physical game, and we needed Pierce, he's our leader, he's our captain. And Naby took it well when he put in a performance like that, you know. So, him and Marsh were excellent. I think they all all done well.
1: So, it's interesting to hear Lee Bowyer there talking about, uh, you know, reaction to players being dropped. Now, two two there, really, he talked about, because obviously he brought in in about nabs at the end there. But Mark Marshall, first of all, because you can't, you've never really been able to question his attitude, I think, Mm. at at the time he's head at the club.
2: No, I don't, and it's frustrating with Marsh because I want him to do well. I really, really want him to do well. But I think, when he didn't, he did, obviously, when Robbo was here, he was he was a, he was a M- Robinson player, a wide player. at You know that four two three one out wide, bloody da. That was a Marshall sort. It's a team talk, was it? Right, <laughs> <Like>, oh, <laughs> lads, everyone <laughs> come round.
1: Four two three one, bloody da.
2: <laughs> Carry on. But that's it Marshall suited that, and obviously when Bo's coming, he played a little bit more narrower. Marshall isn't going to get in the team really if you are playing quite narrow for me. So, and it's it's hard because I can't see him how where he fits in Bowyer's plans, but. All he can do, like Bo said, is just keep, you know, just keep plugging away and try and force himself into the team. Um, but yeah, I just want him to do well because I, I don't know. I, he came with a lot of promise, especially. I mean, that that mm. season, apart from losing to the other lot down the road, but. Yeah, I want him to do well, but it's just not really clicked for him, is it? Yeah,
1: it's all, It talks about Nabs there at the end, of course. You know, I mean, Naby's never going to be first-choice defender and he's always, you know, you're always worried he's got a mistake in him or a loose pass, you know, even though he has certainly improved from when we first saw him two or three years ago in the championship where he looked horribly out of his depth. He's improved since then, but you still just wonder if there is a mistake, a, a misplaced pass in there. But at the same time, you know... It's very important that your backup players are ready to come in and not going to moan. They're just going to get their head down and do their work. And you know that's what he's. That's what Nav's done this year. He ain't made too many mistakes. Mm. There are mistakes in there, but he's, he's pretty much gone with what he could do. And got dropped out when Pearcey come back because that was always going to be the case with him. Him and Bauer uh, at, at centre halves. But you know he, he's just got to try and keep his head straight and keep clock, you know uh, plugging away in the background.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you said it there. I think he does make me nervous a lot of the time, but. If I'm being honest, he's done a lot more good things this year than he's done bad. I mean, he he set up one of the goal. Well, he set up Pagie for the Aquinton goal we scored yesterday. Yeah, and I think the, he seems to know that if everyone's fit, he's not in, in the top two centre halves, and that's fair enough. But all he can do, like you say, is <coughs> keep get when he gets his chance, play well, try and improve. He needs to be a lot more. Be a bit more of a brute, in my opinion, for the size of the geezer. Mm. I mean, if you imagine if he was built like Danny Shiu, I mean, Jesus, no one would go near. Yeah, gee, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's an interesting thing for later, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it, uh, but Nabs has grown on me, and I I just feel a bit sorry because I did think he was a bit of a scapegoat because he come from Sporting Lisbon, five year contract, blah blah blah, but. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he's doing well now. But I just, you know, I'm not going to be horrible, But he's not in our top two centre centre-rafts.
1: No, right, excellent. Right, we've got an email in uh, during the week from Andrew Barnes. Uh, it's, it's a good email. This says, "Hi, Louis and friends, uh, new listener this season." He says the pod is fantastic. Cheers. Well, thanks very much for that, Andrew. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, he says having just moved from Welling uh, to Glasgow, I've been reflecting on my years as a Charlton fan, and in particular, one incident from almost exactly 15 years ago in 2003. I'm hoping your listeners might have some memory of. Uh, it was a summer day, school was out, and uh, <laughs> me, my cousin and my dad were down at the valley to get a glimpse of that exciting free signing from West Ham, Paolo Di Canio. We'd seen the car drive in, our new, I'm not going to use that word, uh, goal scorer waving behind tinted windows, uh, but wanted more. Uh, so sneakily, uh, so sneaking carefully into the room filled with smartly dressed coffee breath journalists and wearing cameras, we each took a seat at the back of the press conference. Eventually, Paolo and his entourage emerged for a grilling from the assembled press. So he's just wandered into the press conferences. Uh, I, I, as a teenage boy... Uh, Sorry, I was a teenage boy, so I mainly just remember uh, staring slack-jawed at one of his beautiful, also-teenage daughters... For 30 minutes to a greasy oik teenager from Welling, She seemed like Sophia Loren or something whilst everyone else droned on. Nonetheless, I remember clocking legendary BBC London presenter Riz Latif. Remember her? A.K. Riz Latif uh, sat in front of us giving uh, giving us the eye every minute. Sure enough, on BBC London News that night, Riz introduced her report with Addicts fans were so desperate to see their new signing today that they sneaked into the press conference. Cut to the gormless faces of me and my two accomplices trying to look like we had any reason to be there at all. Uh, This was especially difficult as I was wearing a Biffy Clyro shirt and probably hadn't showered in days. I was basically just wondering if anyone remembers this at all. There may be a VHS... Uh, in my parents' house, but that's 450 miles away now. Any uh, satisfaction your excellent show can provide in this matter will be greatly appreciated. Onward uh, to the Wickham out uh, to the Wickham game and a Roland out uh, for good measure. All the best, Andrew. That's a brilliant email, Andrew. Uh, well, if anyone remembers the Paolo Di Canio press conference when he first joined, I'm sure uh, Andrew would be uh, would be pleased if anyone had a video for uh, of example uh, to, to see that again. He can't believe that people would just get away with uh, going into press conferences like that. I mean, no, no, I, I get wave it every week, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't believe they were that. I did know that during the height of the protest, someone did break into a press conference, um, and just sat there at the back, and then it uh, was uh, soon taken out as well, but yeah, can't believe they got away of it, Paolo Di Cano, what a player eh?
2: Yeah, he was a great player, just tried try googling, um, see if I could see the video, but yeah. Um, yeah, no great player, Jesus, that was, uh, they were the days weren't they in the mm. premiership, all those glory yeah, days against yeah. Chelsea, Man yeah. United, West Ham, yeah. Anyway, Wickham. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, let's get ahead to Wickham. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, right so of course on Saturday is Wickham Wanderers are coming down uh, to the Valley in League 1 to take us on uh, promoted from uh, from League 2 last season they finished third uh, three automatic places of course in League 2 so they came up uh, to League 1 they've started, they've started a, a mixed start so far but um, obviously I don't know that much about them so to find out a bit more I got on to Nick Tunney from the Bucks Free Press and he tells us how uh, Gareth Ainsworth's side have been doing so far this season done well they start they drew it home to Blackpool Uh,
5: should have won that game nil-nil should have won comfortably you know 2-3-nil and then uh, they slipped up at Doncaster and Donnie were ruthless on the day and with them kind of capitulated towards the end of the game Um, and then you know Bristol Rovers came at home they lost 2-1 they were dreadful in the They weren't good at all Um, picked up after the break but since that game they've really picked up quite a changing system uh, from Ainsworth um, kind of Mikael Smith is a central striker rather than Akin Femur. Um Playing with a lot more pace down the flanks. Um, a Bit more of a youthful team than last season and it's paid dividends. They drew a Plymouth 1-0. Could have won that game in the last minute. Cascade hit the post. Uh, then they beat Bradford comfortably 2-1. There should have been a lot more. They were great on the day. Uh, and then they drew it home last week with Luton 1-0. And put a- the first hour, they're easily the better side. So um, there's a lot of encouraging signs. Certainly, in the last few games, I think they're unbeaten in five in all competitions now. Um, and they've, you know, they're managing the manager to step up now. Ainsworth he's a quick learner. You know, he knows what he needs to do to combat uh, these better sides. And um, as I say, at the moment,
1: they uh, they are looking good. I guess there's always a little bit of a boost around the club when they've just got promoted. So is that sort of a feel-good factor around the place at the moment?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, the fans are certainly appreciating the last sort three three uh, league games. You know, they're playing some great stuff. Uh, you know, I think Gareth unfairly gets uh, uh, the mantra of being, you know, a long-ball manager because of Akifema being up top. He certainly isn't that. You know, he's very uh, fluid tactically. He, um, you know, uses a great pace uh, through the team now. Um, they play some great stuff. And, yeah, I think the fans... As you know, there was, a, there was a big crowd against Luton on, on Saturday and they would have certainly appreciated the team's efforts. So, yeah, I think it has carried on slightly into this season. You know, they're still in the Carabao Cup. They're in the third round. Um, they obviously won last night in the Checker Trade Trophy. So, you know, it's um, yeah, after you know, take your first couple of games, they really have um, picked up. And I think, you know, they an incredible 16th or 17th in the table. You know, everyone uh, has been tipping them to get relegated. You know, they haven't got much in the way of resources, but Gareth has recruited so well. Uh, in the summer as he always does you know players want to play for him he's a, he's a passionate guy and uh, yeah i think you know the fans absolutely love him so yeah it has continued
1: yeah because obviously gareth Ainsworth is a bit of a rare case in terms of he's a manager He's actually been at the club for quite a while six years so you know what what sort of manager is he what is it that's kept him at the club so long i think he's just well liked you know as
5: as a journalist you know he's a pleasure to talk to he's very very personable very present he's very honest um, and I think the fans, you know, think the same way, you know, he he gives 110% to that club, um, there's not many managers like him, you know, I think he puts the sprinklers out on the training ground, I think he lays the turf on the training ground, um, you know, he really does muck in and help out, um, you know, as all the coaches do, so, um, you know, it's a real spirit and ethos at the club that he's installed there, um, you know, he's the same as the player, you know, 110% uh, effort with no little skill uh, as well, and you know, he's just, he's just well-liked by everyone. All the players seem to absolutely love him. I think, um, you know, young and old, you know, players he's got on loan in recent years, such as Alfie Mawson, every easy, he's now sort of a you know, QPR's main man. Um, you know, players want to come down here and, and, and learn from him. Um, he's got Jason McCarthy back, who was on loan from Southampton four seasons ago. He's got him on a, you know, undisclosed feet from Barnsley. He, he was playing in the Championship last year, so that's a real coup to get him back. He's a great player, so... Um, I just think he's just he's well liked by everyone at the club. Mm.
1: Is he still in that band as well?
5: Yeah, as far as I'm aware, yeah, he's still <laughs> he's still uh, in a band. Uh, I don't know how uh, regularly he plays now, but I think he did a couple of gigs over the summer. And you know, I think you know he's kind of like your modern day manager, really. As <laughs> far as uh, you know, he lives and breathes football, he lives and breathes music and fast cars. You know, he's a real kind of you know, say rock and roll lifestyle, <laughs> and um, you know, he's very very
1: down the worst guy. Yeah. And has he, has he laid down what his expectations are for the season? Because I guess at a, as one of the smaller clubs in the division, you'd probably say, is it more about staying up or does he want to establish, establish themselves up in mid-table or even aim for the playoffs?
5: No, I think 55 points survival was the first target. You know, he said that uh, since day one, really. Um, since they got back up, you know, that that's anything else is a bonus. Um, you know, I think... Check a trade trophy uh, You know They've got a much bigger squad Now than they've had For a few seasons That could be a nice Little target for them as well But I think survival um, You know If they finish uh, 20th I think that's A great season for them But I, You know The way they've played in The last three league games I certainly think They should be aiming higher um, You know I think if they Around Christmas It's still in mid-table I think uh, You know Gareth uh, can be very proud of himself, and um, you know, then you've got January coming on. Obviously, not got a lot of money, but the way you know the transfers they do at the club is, is second to none. You know, the chairman, sporting director are all on board. They all you know work together. They outline these targets, and they go and get them. And uh, as I say, Gareth, not, you know, because of his links to the loan market, so many players want to play for him. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they could be a little bit of a surprise package this season. Mm.
1: So who are the danger men that Charlton should be looking out for on uh, on Saturday? I know, obviously, they've got the the Millwall lonely Fred on your dimner now, who actually made his his debut for his full debut for Millwall against Charlton. So I imagine he'll be quite, you know, eager to try and get one on over over on us. But who who else are sort of the danger men? Well, you on there. He uh, he played last night. And he played I
5: think about seventy minutes or so. Um, was lively. Um, I mean they've got until nine forwards now So whether he starts is, is another matter uh, A player I really like who he's got on loan Is uh, Bryn Morris from Shrewsbury uh, well, I can't understand why Shrewsbury haven't got him in, in their side But that's you know, their loss he's been absolutely brilliant Against Bradford uh, and Luton He was a of the match. he was terrific He's got a wonderful range of passing uh, He's got a rocket shot on him uh, he does the dirty work, he's he's strong, he's good in the air, brave, great tackler, um, he's kind of the all round box to box midfielder really. Um I like Jason McCarthy at the back, he's a very good player, very accomplished on the ball, gets up and down that right uh, right hand side. Um and obviously at a I confirm he's just uh you know, he's such a presence up front. Um hasn't been at his best this season. I don't know if he's had a few niggles, uh, but he was close to being at his best against Lutheran on uh Saturday he gave the two centre halves a real nightmare of a game for, for the majority of it, and um, as I say, if he plays uh, on Saturday, no doubt
1: he'll give the defence a tough test. And what sort of performance will Wickham try and put in? Are they the sort of team that's quite happy to go to a club like Charlton and, and put eleven men behind the ball and try and make it difficult for the addicts? No, no,
5: Gareth. Uh, he's one of those um, managers, you know. He just goes for the win, you know. Um, he doesn't put eleven behind the ball. They've only lost once on the road since December the twenty second. That was against Doncaster three weeks ago. So their their away record is unbelievable. Um, you know, they, they played with the quick side, they're playing, you know, on the counter generally this is how they would play, but like I said they can lump it up to Akifemba like and he can hold it, get players around him. Um I think Gareth alluded to the, you know, the team spirit, you know, certainly if they got on these long away trips up north generally, uh, you know, midweekers and that. You know, the team very rarely, if ever, come away over defeat. You know, everyone's pulling together. It's like they don't want to lose at all, uh, at any cost away from home. Um, and it, to be honest, their away form last season was better than their their home form, as it as it more often than not is over the course of a campaign. So they're a funny side in that respect. But um, you know, Gareth always likes to you know say his team is an underdog against a you
1: know, child one of the big sides in the division. So no doubt he'll he'll go down that route again. So thank you to to Nicholas Tunney there from the Bucks Free Press for letting us know uh what we can expect from uh from, from Wickham, the the uh the Chairboys on uh, on Saturday. Interesting uh stuff mentioned, Fred on your there. They've got a known from uh, uh from Millwall made his full league debut for, for them against us back in about 2013-14. Um so he'll be like say eager to try and get one over on everyone else. Obviously they they just got promoted, they just sort of looks like they're sort of finding their feet. A lot of draws so far. They've 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 lost twice. Uh, in the league only won once the rest have been draws um, but if you're looking at it they're unbeaten in five five or six
2: now including the, the the cup games as well so perhaps just starting to find their feet now yeah I think they've only scored they've only had one game that they didn't score in which was the first mm. game wasn't it so yeah. they, they they obviously threat going forward um, but yeah I think teams like that I think like you say when they start finding their feet and they get a little bit of confidence because no disrespect to Wickham they probably like you said they just want to stay up they might not have expected to. They might have expected rather to lose a few more games than they have, but they haven't. And obviously, they're holding their own, and they've obviously got confidence in them. So they're always going to be a tricky t- side. But I can, like yourself, I think it's going to be a quite a physical game on Saturday. But. Um, yeah, obviously I I hope they still I don't I don't mind Wickham but obviously as long as they don't win on Saturday. Mm, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean the 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 standout players, Craig McHale Smith scored scored a lot of goals throughout his career, he's still there, he's getting on a bit now of mm. course, but he's still there, he's always going to be a threat. Obviously uh Akin Fen <laughs> was you know was a bit of a cult hero in of the lower leagues really because of his you know, he's 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 a well built guy, he's a really muscly guy, he's got his social media presence as well. But you know, he's still he's still plugging away, he's, he's what is he? Thirty-six now. He must be. He must be. He's getting on a bit. But you know, fair play to him. He seems like a good bloke as well, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he's big, but he's also good with his feet as well. Um, I don't know if you saw it on Soccer AM when they when they had to do. Uh, it was someone was crossing it in, and he had, he was reading his autobi- autobiography, not even looking, and still scoring with his feet. <laughs> so he's obviously yeah. good. He's obviously good um, with the uh, with his feet as well, and he's a bit of a unit. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, what? how how's the Charlton think about setting out, especially to deal with him?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I was just saying off air, it'll be interesting to see how Bose does it, because I think with, if you have it with two centre-halves, obviously one's going to be quite tight to him, because I can see the ball going to him quite a lot, um, whether or not we get Christian in there to shield in the front of him, because I think we need to stop the supply to him, uh, first and foremost, mm. because I think a lot of it does, they probably do play football, but a lot of the play does revolve around Adebayo, so... Mm. I think we need to obviously be cautious because he is a bit of a handful, and you're not going to be able to shove him off the ball.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously, from a charting point of view, now we know. I mean, Fosu came on off the bench against End. Obviously, he's got his three match ban now. <laughs> Starting but, from now, <laughs> start, start to throw his headbutt around a little bit. Um, we we've got two men away on international duty. The two two of the loneys, So Josh Cullen's gone off. Uh, Jamie Ward, who we haven't even seen yet, has already gone off on the international duty. So Bo's going to have a little a little few things to think about here in terms of who he wants to come back into the midfield. If Rebo had his hip injury, he was hoping mm. he was going to start playing on Thursday. There hasn't been a press day today uh, on. Thursday. there'll be one tomorrow and Friday so hopefully we'll get a bit more information but you know do you, assuming that Aribos fit which he hoped he would be then you'd assume he'd just come straight back in
2: yeah I think I think you can assume that and I think obviously George might get another go in there as well maybe but um yeah it's a shame really because I was looking forward to seeing Josh Cullen um because obviously I wasn't there for South um but yeah it'd be interesting to see what he does. obviously I think it's a bit too soon for Reeves hmm. um but yeah, I think it's, it's a game that we need to win. These are the games, we said it before, like the Aquinton away. These are the games that we've got to be winning.
1: Hmm. I mean, Nicky De Jose got a starting <laughs> place
2: last week. I mean, can you see that being repeated? Nah, um, probably not. Um, it's a shame because when he came on against Peterborough, I thought he changed the game when he came on. Um, but I can't see I still think it'll be... Obviously, uh, Carlin and Lyle. Mm. Well, it
1: depends. I mean, it depends who sort of comes into midfield yeah. as well. Really, depends as if he plays wingers or yeah? That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, so. Marshall. I mean, if Marshall, if Marshall performed as well as as Bo said on on Tuesday when I was there and he he, he looked all right. I mean, mm. do you think that's that could be his? Yeah, his return to the team so it is it's a tough one really. You never really know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could it could, it could be a difficult it's ni- one. It's nice that nice we've actually got some options to talk about, isn't it really?
2: Yeah, we've we've got you've got competition, haven't you? So it's competition for a place which we didn't have at the start of the season. Mm. Um but yeah, I think it's it's about time now that we're probably struggling a little bit to pick our starting 11, which is nice because yeah. we've picked it before.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, finally the goalkeeper question. Deals yeah yeah he's got to be yeah. I know he
2: made a mistake on Saturday but come on you can't just drop a goalie every time he makes a mistake mm. I think a lot of people which is you know it's their opinion I just think people just want just Want to get deals out for whatever reason, I and I think you, yeah. I know you're, I'm in your camp as well, mate. Yeah. I just think we just give the, give, the, give the lad a chance,
1: excellent. Right? Let's uh let's have a look. Oh, now we 30 pounds we won last yes. week on the Jacko's Jackpot, oh, yeah. currently resting in your account.
2: Anyway, hey, something that's still in my sky bet, actually. Yeah, but, trying yeah. to work
1: out how to get it to the upbeats, but we will go through the yep. uh, the, uh, official <laughs> the official channels, the uh, official channels, to give it to them. But you know, we're on a winning streak now, one in a row. So, yeah. can, can we can we get to the magic too? Ho-
2: ho- hopefully, because I was looking at quite a lot of the odds are quite short Um, Mm. even like I think if Charlton will win and both teams to score you get like a tenner back or something stupid but I don't know I mean I can if anyone's got an idea it's on Sky Bet so if anyone's got an idea that are decent odds but not Mm -hmm. too unrealistic Um, I was looking at there was one that was group group betting where Charlton win 1-0, 2-0 or 2-1 or something like that See what that's saying. All right, well we'll, well, we'll have a look.
1: We'll put it out to vote as yeah. well, and well, and we'll decide.
2: Um, but your actual prediction for the game? I reckon we're going to win 3-1. Yeah? Lovely
1: yeah. stuff. And because uh, Tom's not here, I'll do a prediction as well. I think we will win. Uh, yeah, I reckon we'll go for a 2-1. 2-1 Charlton yeah. which will be nice uh, be the first time we win consecutive games this season uh, which would be good as well and uh, you know now that the players are coming back you know obviously a little bit short this week because mm-hmm. of the international duties but now is the time that if we are serious about pushing towards that playoffs or top two as Bo has been talking about then we need to start to put a run together properly now don't
2: we yeah we have to these are the mm-hmm. games you've got to win you've got to win your home games and if you don't you're not going to be in that in the higher echelons of the league so mm-hmm that's no disrespect to Wig- uh, Wigan Wickham uh. might as well
1: disrespect Wig- Wigan they <laughs> won't be listening will <laughs> they? Yeah. they have no interest in this
2: exactly yeah. but yeah it's going to be difficult is it? I think if we keep Akin Fenwar quiet I think we'll, we'll be successful
1: excellent stuff right we've run out of time here on Charlton Live the big match preview thank you for listening all the way to the end um, we'll be back here on Sunday evening on Maritime Radio to look back at whatever happens against Wickham Wanderers hoping it will be three points for the Charlton boys Nathan thanks for coming in cheers see you Saturday I've been Louis Mendes this has been Charlton Live the big match preview thank you for listening We will see you on Sunday evening.